Hello and welcome back to another episode of the True Canacast. This is a special episode, something a little bit different. Today we're doing a little swap cast with our friend Jay over at the 460 show on Instagram. That's the T-H-E underscore 460 underscore. Check him out on Instagram. Lovely guy doing some amazing content good-hearted, good energy, and definitely good people passing through and giving him an insight into the lives of a variety of cannabis users, friends, and businesses. So there's plenty to be learned from this guy, whether it just be someone telling you about their cannabis experience or an awesome new product or something along those lines, strain reviews. He does a whole bunch of stuff. He really mixes things up and does an excellent job. Uh, If you check him out on Instagram, I will put links and all of these socials in a post on the True Canacast IG page and connect you to him. He is active five nights a week. I think it's at 7 p.m. UK time that he does his show. And he is regular as clockwork every day of the week, five days a week. And on New Year's, I think he did like a five-hour live show with loads of people passing through. So that was super special. And yeah, I just got a lot of love for the guy. I love his energy. He's got such a good heart. And the more quality content that we've got, the better. And like I said on a previous episode, the good thing about when me and Jay talk is that he slows me down and gets me to lay things out in some layman's terms so that even a beginner can get a grasp of what's being said and keep up to track with what we're actually going on about and learn some new things. So real good podcast for all levels of uh, knowledge and like I say, just a good hearted guy. So without further ado, I present to you a little True Canacast 460 collab. Apologies for the sound quality. I'm still getting a hang of how to connect things and run things properly. So there's a slight uh, difference in the audio. It starts off crisp with Jay, but then the minute I join things, uh, you'll realize that his sound for some reason gets a little bit worse. And if you listen real careful at the beginning, when he's doing the intro, although it wasn't recorded on the live show, you can hear me getting things ready and talking to Coco. So yeah, there's a little appearance from Coco in there. So I'm sure some of you will enjoy that because she likes to make herself known in the podcast. Anyway, hope you're all well. Enjoy this. This is the 460 and True Canacast combined.
them, send out them airplanes. <coughs> you don't like me, that's fine, blood. You're free to choose. Don't care what these haters say, they've never spent a day. You must be saying, people. Let's get it. Liam's calling all the tabs. Send out them airplanes for me, people. Let that room build up. Big up Black the Ripper, man. R.I.P. Big up Screech. Big up Dank of England. Big up Iron Bar. Let's get it. Let's get it. Build that room up, people. Send out them airplanes for me. Let's get it. What's then, bro? <laughs> Give me one more minute and then we'll get going, people. Let's go. Let's go. Up. Big up, everyone. Let's get it. Come on, then. Ready? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Black the Ripper. Let's get it. What are we saying then, ladies and gentlemen? I wanted to start off a small first thing. Is I see Space Monkey Edibles put something up the other day about someone that needs a, a bit of a fundraising for a kid that needs something. So let's have a quick look at that while we're waiting for the room to build up. So... Triple M, you need to go follow. Um, that's, I think it's their boy, I think. I'm not 100% sure, but I've got something here about his story, and then I've got, a, hopefully, I've got... That's a GoFundMe account. We're going to try to raise some money for a kid. He's got... I'll read out what he's got, but he needs a bit of equipment, so I thought, you know, this page needs to be for good things, doesn't it? But... It's all on that phone, but I'm going to work out how to do it. Come on. So his name is Tay Reese, yeah? And they've got the story of Tay Reese. Let's quickly go through this. I was noticed to be different at my mum's 22-week scam. Mummy was told that I was going to be born with spinal biftia and hydrocerepalsy. I don't know the word, sorry. Mummy and dad were asked by the doctor... As an opinion to terminate me or keep me, you know what they did. They kept him. They also said the road for me being here would be long and hard and they accepted everything that came their way. They said I might not survive birth and if I did, I wouldn't have a good quality of life. They were wrong because I'm a happy little fun warrior, as my daddy calls me. Well, my story now, I am nine years old and I'm going into hospital soon for an operation on my bladder. And there's been a few injection infections lately and my doctor's not happy and wants to help fix me. And it's a serious operation. My recovery will be long. And to help aid my recovery, I need your help. We are fundraising to help aid me around without having to manually push my wheelchair. I am asking for help to buy a scooter type attachment for my wheelchair, which means I could get around like my brother and sister when they are out and about on their bikes. Unfortunately, my mummy and daddy don't work and look after me full time. They're asking 
for your help in raising two and a half thousand pounds to purchase this and help aid my recovery after surgery. We thank you all for taking your time to read this and thank each and every contributor for this amazing thing. I believe that we that what we put out into the world has a way of coming back to us. I wish all the help. So that's just a little nine-year-old boy. Do you know what I mean? So what he needs is like, I don't know if I managed to do it on here. So he needs one of these sort of attachment things, yeah? So I know we, I'm not in a position to help. I wish I was in a position right now just to buy it for him. But I'm fucked as well. But I know there's good people in this community that want to help people. So I'm going to leave that pinned. And if you can go donate anything, it really does help. It's a little... It's a lad, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So maybe in time we can start doing little charity things like this. I wanted to try and get involved with some football, but I've not really heard anything back. So we might have to do it ourselves. But, you know, it'll be a good image for the cannabis community if you're if you're making some money out of cannabis somehow. If you want to donate it through me, I'll donate it and you give it to me or whatever. If you want to make anonymous donations or, you know, you don't want your bank account attached, then... Do you know what I mean? But I just... You know what I mean? It's just sad, isn't it, that some people are born... And he, you know what I mean? So, J. Works, get the fella to give us a mate. Yeah, love, bruv. Like I say, we just want, that's exactly the sort of people I wanted to catch attention, people like you, man, because it's a good image for this thing. And it, we're nice people, aren't we? We're not here to be cunts, and I think, do you know what I mean? So, let's, let's leave it up there, and I might read that again at the end, do you know what I mean? But I don't really know how to do this sort of thing, but I'm just trying to make this positive and a good thing for everyone so let's continue like normal big up simply souvenirs obviously you know how we roll with them beans the bub missed us last night yeah let's get him some money let's do it so big ups go check out simply souvenirs always adding new quality simply souvenirs oh you dirty druggy bastards um yeah man that's good about that story so like Anyone wants to get involved or help or go copy that after and go do it or DM me and we'll sort something out between us. You know what I mean? Who else we got to say big up love to? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Monkey Nutrients. You know them, my boys over there. But they are PGR free. All been tested. All PGR free. So fuck the haters. What you going to say now, bitches? These are the people's fucking nutrients. Yo, yo, yo. Yeah, let's go and make some magic. You know that. You know that. Let's do it. So, we're all this week. Well, not as long as it takes, we'll start doing this. But, big up. Anything else we wanted to catch on before? No, let's get, let's get the, let's get, let's get True Canner on. Hopefully he's on. I'm going to do like cross, cross platform here, I think. I think he's set it up so we can record our conversation now. And put it out as a podcast. Because we want to try cross worlds now. Do you know what I mean? We've got Instagram going, haven't we? We're winning over here. So let's go build everywhere. Yes, what's up, people? Love. So let's see if he comes in. But like I say, it's not me. This is nothing to do with me. This is just, I just might as well use this page, innit? We get a few views in here every... You know what I mean? And I know there's some good people in here. So how's everyone doing today when we wait for True Canner? Yo, True Canna Connect, send a request off whatever platform you want to come on, bruv. Send me a request. We'll get you straight up. What's been cracking then, bro? Um, well, we'll just wait for True Canna to come on. We're going to do a podcast on it. 
Um, and then we'll have a chat about everything. So he ain't got to listen to all my waffle on his. His listeners won't want to hear about my big bald head, would they? But yeah, it's been going good. Is everyone good? So, yeah, send me a request. True. Let's see if it's this one. Oh, do you want me to send it to True Can of Genetics, yeah? See, we are. Hey, what's up, brother? Can you hear me? I can hear you. We are live on the 416. Do not take fuck or bugger. How's it going, bro? Good, my brother. Good to see you again, man. Yep, good to see you too, bro. So, um, on our first episode, we talked a little bit about, like, genetics and breeders and a little bit like that. Yep. Um, So then, obviously, I want to keep getting you back on for little things. We do want to touch on... Should we touch on... Germinating quick. Yeah, germination, seed germination is a good one because that's where everyone starts and that's one of the most nerve-wracking times because you go out, you spend your money on seeds, you could be getting fucking £300 a week doing a fucking nine-to-five and now you've gone out and spent a one-er on a pack of seeds and it's expensive and you don't want to fuck it up. So what I normally do is one of the things I've always done, if it's been a long time since I've germinated seeds, I won't germinate the whole pack. I might germinate three seeds. And once they're up, throw the others down because it only takes a couple of days for that to happen. So there's no real gap, but doing those first few just gives you a little bit more confidence to put the rest down and then storm forward and get them all going. So that's, so that's my first advice. What's- What's your prefer? Have you got any more volume on yours? You're a little bit low. I don't know what. It's because... It's not a problem, it's not. No, wicked. I'll try it. Let me see if I can turn it up a bit. Is that better? Uh, I can hear you. I just... No worries. I'll try and talk up a bit. I'm trying... I can still hear you, though, bro. I just didn't want to level with me different. I shout a little bit. Yeah, no worries. No worries, yeah. It's a megaphone. Hello! <laughs> with, with germination of seeds, the thing that I always prefer to do, a lot of people like the paper towel method. I just like to throw them into a glass of water. Get a glass of water, drop the seeds in them, put it in a cool, like, warm, dark place. And within 24 hours, you'll see seeds popping already. And then by 48 hours, they'll all have little tails on them. And from there, I then pot them up. The only time I've ever noticed them take a little bit longer in the water was when they're a little bit older seeds. I think like the, maybe the rust, they go a little bit harder. The yeah, it so yeah, definitely. Good. I always do that though, the water trick, and then I wait. Once they sink, I think, then they're, they're cracked a little bit. Yeah. Yep, that, that's definitely it. And then what I do is I go into either cocoa or soil. And what I always try and do is get a little small cup or a small pot, fill it up halfway, then lay the seed on there, put a little inch or so on top of it so that there's still a gap at the top of the pot so that when the seedling does actually grow up past the top of the pot, you can fill it in with a little bit more soil or cocoa and it stabilizes it. Because you know when they're little... They stretch, and no matter what you do, if you put them at the top of a pot, they're a bastard to keep up. So that's that's one and of the extra little tricks. Especially that sort of they shoot. So like, if you've got your light, they could just shoot a bit too much. Yeah, like, no, they, they can. Real dangly. Yeah, 
And it's such a it's such a difficult stage. I'll be honest, I'm a cocoa grower, but starting seeds in cocoa is such a tricky little issue. Like if you don't get the humidity of the room right, and if you overwater even slightly, it stunts them. And then you have little tiny seedlings that kind of, it's not until the second or third set of leaves come out that they actually start growing properly because your root zone hasn't really thrived. So sometimes, even if I'm growing in cocoa, I'll start in little pots of light mixed soil and then pot those up into cocoa once they've sprouted and grown into nice little seedlings. So let's go some proper basics just in case someone's wanted to do it for the first time. And so when they get their <coughs> seed, they put it in water or however they're going to do that, that yep. bit. Once, we, once they crack and we get a little, what's it called? Little a little tail, root? yeah, a little tail on it. Yeah, a little tail out. The taproot. How do we then pot it? Are we potting that tail down? Yep, yep you want to pot that down. So even to be honest, the plant will always grow upwards and the root will grow down. But if if you've got it, for instance, where the tail's quite long on the seedling, you can just lay it gently on the base. Yeah, and it will figure out to go down and for the actual plant to grow upwards because it knows to do that. I've had problems before with the actual shell not coming off and actually like yep. the, plant, the plant's struggling to break fully and it's sort of grows and dies inside it. Do you, do you ever go back and try and knock that off or you just let it go off? And it do you know what? The first thing you've got to try and do is just spray a little bit of water on it before the lights come on in the grow room. And sometimes that moisture will help the plant break that off. So even before lights go off, do it. And then it's got the whole dark period for the plant to react to it. And hopefully it's soften up whatever tissue that's connecting the little shell to the leaf still. But then worst case scenario, if you go in, if you let your nails, if your nails are long enough, you can like, you can peel them things off. I've done a few over the years and it's nerve wracking when you've only got a few seeds. Yeah, that's it. It is nerve wracking. The same feeling you'd get probably cutting a wire on a bulb. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's a super dodgy thing to have to do. And sometimes, like, they, they hang on the whole time. Like, it will hang on to the leaf and you just leave it there because it's not troubling it. But eventually, you get the hang of those things. And that doesn't happen too often. If, if you let the tails get long enough out, then that normally helps with that not happening because it really breaks the seed open early. So... Um, what we so let's start. I'm going to keep building it up so we can get it simplified for me. So you've got your pack of seeds. Say you buy a pack of ten. You you recommend just taking three to start with. Put them in your water. Yep. Wait for it to crack, and then so where are we keeping it when it's in the water? In a cold, in like in a dark cupboard, or I've got a, a I've got a washroom, like a little tiny like cupboard that's like got the washing machine in it, and that is kind of cool in the summer and warm in the winter. It's like, it's not got no extreme temperatures in there because it's tucked out of the way. So that's the best place. Some people will like put it in an airing cupboard that might be a little bit too warm, but generally you just want on the warm side of, of room temperature kind of thing. Definitely. Definitely. So then, so right then we've got that. We then, they've cracked the, the, the roots come out a bit. We then know what we're going inside pot. I like what to start. With, I like to start with small pots, 
but that's just because I've got so many going. I prefer to like grow them out in the smaller pots. I can get rid of a few stragglers if I don't like the look of them. And then once they're nice little seedlings, then they get potted up into another, like maybe a one liter and then a seven or a 10. Do you keep changing them as they go through? Like, I like to, as a cocoa grower, I like to step up the pots just as it's got a good root system where it's like strong and got a full amount of roots. That's when I want to pot up. So you get an idea kind of as you're doing it by how quick they're drinking. Yeah. So when things like to start with cocoa, you have to be really gentle with the watering because the biggest mistake that you make with plants in general, but especially cocoa grown is that if you, saturate the cocoa when there's no root zone you just starve the roots of oxygen and make it difficult for it to thrive so that's when it gets stunted is that where it goes is that pretty much where it becomes like a mud and it doesn't actually can't absorb the nutrients yeah that's it it's just so wet that the root is is got no oxygen and air what you really want is the root to be searching for moisture so when, when one of the things I often like to do when I uh, start is I'll use a spray bottle to spray the top of the pots because yep. that way you're not like saturating it. If you pour something, it's easy to put too much. But if you've got 10 or 15 plants, it doesn't t- like I'll be honest with you. I've got 80 seedlings at the moment and I'm doing it and I literally get the cup and then I spray each one. 10 to 15 times of a spray bottle that's got a light mix of uh, nutrient in it. And then at the bottom, I've got another little uh, container with water and what I with feed in it. And what I do is I just dip the pot in it so that the bottom just gets about that much moisture sucked up into the bottom. So now you're kind of creating a little humid environment in the root zone because you're getting a little bit of moisture at the top and a little bit at the bottom, and then the roots are going to get that eventually. Also, that's a more natural way that it would receive water, like rain. Yeah, yeah, it's more gentle. It don't really ever get a bucket of water chucked over, does it? No, and it it doesn't... When you've got no root zone, if you pour something onto it, it just kind of like digs a little hole or it like messes with the cocoa or the soil. So being more gentle and using a sprayer when you've got a small enough amount of plants that it, it won't like work out too much work. If you've got a thousand plants, obviously it's going to be difficult spraying each one 10, 15 times. But when it's a little home grow, little detail like that will make the world a difference. And having the right humidity is super important. Too low humidity and that will cause you the same problems as too wet. Fucking awesome, mate. So let's let's start again with it. So you buy your seeds, crack you we like cracking them in water. Yeah. Then pop root down, let it come up, and then you're gently misting as a feeding. Yeah. What, what what are we doing with the light that this well, day? One thing I want to say is what I do as well is I put the pots into a transparent container, you know, like the big Tupperware kind of containers, the like storage ones that are kind of mm-hmm. a foot tall, a foot wide. I put the pots into those because it's like a propagator, but it's bigger because yeah. you struggle to get pots into a propagator and you end up spending 10, 15 quid on a propagator that can only hold, say, 12 pots, 12 little cups. And the minute they get too tall, they don't fit in there anymore. 
So I use containers, I'll show you, like, like these. Same ones that I keep my bud in. Yeah. I put the cuttings, like any cuttings that have just... It's like, a big, it's just like a deep propagator. That's it. That's just a cheap propagator. They're often cheaper than a propagator. You know, one of those, like, eight ninety nine, and to go and buy a propagator is €12. So... They're cheaper to have those and they double up for your bud when you harvest as well and you need to put them in there. So that's a good little trick. Build out for the end of it. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Um, so where was oh, literally someone just texted me, took me off the court there. Um, yeah, we were going to go on to the lights. What were we doing with the lights then? Well, when, when you're doing seedlings, you've got to be careful not to have too strong a light. So often having a, your light turned down to the lowest setting. Like at the moment, I'm starting my seedlings under a ceramic metal halide from adjuster yeah. wing, and I can turn that down to 430 watts or up to 650. So I've got it turned down to the lowest setting, and then I've got it a, a good three foot away, so a lot further away than it needs to be, and then I'll slowly actually, bring it down. Because they're not actually, you're not actually trying to give them the energy like that yet, really. Yeah, you? the thing is, these lights are so strong that the seedlings aren't stretching with the light three foot away because they'll only really stretch if they haven't got the light being given to them. So I've kind of, you've got to figure out that medium of what's close enough that it's doing something, but not so close that it's too strong for some seedlings to start off with. And especially when you're struggling with humidity, because my issue at the moment is trying to get the humidity right in the room because it's low humidity at the moment, which suits me because I'm trying to dry a bunch of outdoor crop, but for that one bedroom. Have you got any cheap tips for playing with the humidity? Yeah, you can get little humidifiers. Like uh, there's a few different ones. Uh, At the moment, I'm using one uh, that's a mini one that I use with a a humidity sensor. And... It holds a few, like, I think maybe two or three litres. And then that just keeps pouring steam, like, uh, not steam, vapour into the tent. So that's kind of doing it at the moment. And that's for, like, reptiles. It's a reptile aquarium fogger. Is there, is, is there any, like, I might be money, money, but is there any technology yet where you control everything with your phone? Yeah, yeah, the settings for all of those kind of things. I think even the controller, it's like, I, I can't remember the name of the company, but it's a, it's a common company. And they've probably got things that can be controlled via your phone. They're at that kind of level. The alerts definitely can be given, and it That's does everything it, for you. Oh, yeah. Some of the things that are available to be done now where it can tell you if a light hasn't gone off, it can tell you all kinds of clever things that will save you a lot of problems because every grower's had it where a light hasn't turned off at some point and they don't realize until they go in there in the dark one day and find the light on and they're like, what the fuck? How long has this been like this? I've got the nice nice load of herb eating there now yeah trust me it's happened to me before and i had to do a lot of work to pick off all the flowers like the male flowers to stop any seeds getting made do you mind just quickly telling me a little bit about cocoa yeah i don't know i've only ever done soil i didn't really look going into the cocoa cocoa is essentially hydro but it's kind of like uh it's got the feel of soil because it's not 
hydro is in the sense of being in water or being in rock wall. So it feels a little bit more like growing with soil, but there's there's some benefits like you can get bigger plants in smaller pots of cocoa. You can kind of max out like 10 litre pots, you'll get huge yields off of, whereas with soil, you'd need a 25 litre pot to get the similar kind of yields. I've always just gone with light mix, you know, like BioBiz light mix. That one, I've, I've always had beautiful, fat little seedlings grow when I've used BioBiz light mix. Such a good, good. soil. Yeah, it's got everything it needs and it's not too strong. So, so yeah. it's, it's cocoa, is, what's the actual material? Is it not? There's no nutrients in it. It's literally the husks of coconut that are washed of all the salt. Yeah, that's it. It just pretends to be like it's a medium that acts in a similar way to soil, but has a little bit better like uh, aeration and is a lot lighter. Have you ever tried any of that living soil where people make their own of that? Yeah, I have. I've actually got a plant that I'm harvesting tomorrow. I'll probably harvest it on my rooftop outside. I got a, a company called Big Roots and I've literally just fed it water with uh, Moonshine Hydroponics Nutrient Enhancer and that's all I've given it and it's grown perfectly and now it's yellowed out perfectly and it's ready to come down. So yeah, in the next day or two, so I'll be pulling that down. When, you, when you're looking for the yellow towards the end, what's that just where it running it out of the nutrients yeah it's just kind of consumed all the nutrient in the plant leaf yellowed out all the big fan leaves have fallen off and it's getting to the point where the plant is like there's a fine line between flushed out and dead do you know what i mean you do you don't want to let the plant go to the point where it's dead on the vine i'm not i don't want to do that but you it's nice to get it to yellow out because i you get plants that are green that will smoke good but the ones yeah. that yellow out always smoke better. I always notice as well when I did a bit grab four. When I thought they were ready, I'd leave it a little bit and then they'd swell up again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what? I always try to take them too early. I, I read in, in Jorge Cervantes' Grow Bible, one of the things it said is whenever you think the plant's ready, give it another week. Yeah, you know that. You know <laughs> that. <laughs> and that's just so true, ain't it? Because you're instant. Oh, mate, that's, that's, that's the same with a lot of things in life, I reckon. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But like, also, what I wanted to talk mainly about today was like, that's a good little introduction to Stephen. Next time we'll go in as we go along the plants, you know what I mean? But there's the thing I can't pronounce. Hot, the, latent, viroid. Yes, that's it. Hot, latent, viroid. So yeah. Cannabis is a hot plant on it though yeah it's, it's in the same kind of family it like hops produces flour like bud which which they make beer and things like that from so because of the similarity in the plant it's been able to transfer a viroid which is it's described as a novel rna virus so it has yeah. a lot of parallels to the covid virus that is going around and affects rna of the plant and basically it just causes lots of issues that you could mistake for other things so you will for one it's a latent viroid so that means it can be dormant 
and you not have issues, but the plant has it. And therefore, the minute there's a stress to trigger, then it starts to happen. So that's why. I've got cancer. Cancer. Yeah, bro, this is like if cancer, AIDS, and COVID had a baby and then gave it to a plant. This is what this that, thing's that like. That's what they've been calling me on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honestly, bro, this thing is so horrendous and it passes from sap. So I imagine that any sap sucking insect that goes from plant to plant can transfer it across and also just doing simple things like removing leaves with your hand. You can get you get juice all over your fingers off the plant, and then when you're doing it to another plant, you'll pass it on. Same with scissors. And I suspect if plants are on the same tray and one has runoff and another one sucks it up, they could potentially pass through the roots. That's my own speculation. That's, That's, That's it. That's it. It's so horrendous, bro. And what it does is it <coughs> it makes your plants more brittle. It stunts the growth. It makes the leaves grow smaller. It makes the plant grow more bushier. It stops resin production. It lowers yield. It destroys terpenes. It causes... I Bro, honestly, the thing is, it's been passed out on so many cuts from America now. And what happened with me is about a year ago, I had a separate project from my breeding with some friends doing flowers. So because of that, I took in a bunch of clones. From then onwards, slowly but surely, I started to notice issues. And the issues kicked off in the summer because heat stress. And the heat stress triggered the viroid. And I was putting it down to environment. I wondered, are my nutrients been left in the heat too much? You know, you start to look at every other thing that you can think of. And then slowly but surely, I've just put all the pieces together and seen like the plants are brittle. They just snap easily. My rooting ratio went down massively. The root zone was lower. I had like necrosis on leaves, plants just dying off. There were so many weird little things and it was like random different plants. So that's what was making it more confusing. There was no consistency to it. And then eventually I did a separate little tent with some seeds. And when I done that tent, the results were perfect. So all of a sudden I realized like this isn't environmental because the tent is a worse environment than the room. This is the genetics. And it's at that point that I, I came to the harsh reality that I had the hot latent viroid. And rather than risk working with it any further, I just cleaned out all my genetics and I'm starting fresh. So, oh, sorry, I was reading it. Yeah, some Tiny cannabis something that can uh, it can arrive on the seeds too. Yeah, that, that's and, and that's the reason why I've got rid of all of my genetics. It's like I'm lucky that the majority of my seeds, all the ones that are available commercially, were made two years plus ago. So before I had the issue, but in the last year, I made several batches of seeds, and I made one batch at the very beginning when I took cuts in. And I can't risk it. So I just have to scrap the whole lot. So that's a year, not only wasted in the flower room, but on the seed production, that's a whole year's work down the drain as well. So you can imagine with COVID and everything else to have those things happen has been a kick in the teeth. But on the positive side, 
it gives me the need now to germinate a bunch of new seeds. And I've got so many heirloom seeds that I've wanted to crack for ages, but haven't had the room and a bunch of land race genetics and some of my own creations. So it's going to be exciting to do a bunch of new things. So there's a silver lining to everything. And I think to be honest, just letting people know about this and being responsible because you know what? There's other people out there that have got this and they're putting seeds out and they don't want to lose their parent stock for their seeds. So they just keep doing it. And it's like, I can't be like that. I couldn't live with myself. Because you've done the right thing. Like long term, you'll win with that now because they win, like sell them seeds, but they're going to yield fuck all. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna get a bad reputation. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's, it's uh, short-term thinking. And for me, it's like the genetics didn't make me. I made the genetics. So it's like I can I can rework things and work lines further, do new things. So you, it's exciting for me. Knowledge. That's it. That's you exactly it. You've got the knowledge. You've got, you got the knowledge. That is shit, but you've got to make the best of a bad situation. Yeah. Doing life, mate. Yeah, that's exactly it. And um, a lot of people are finding out about this which is the best thing of all is that do you know what me speaking up i had 50 messages from people who realized that they've had the same problem they're like oh this is what i've got this and they and i've spoken to them and at least now they know because this is the thing it knocks your confidence you're dealing with things and you think it's you you think it's something you're doing and a lot of people like you say they're starting seeds I had a, I had at least four or five people message me that hadn't taken in cuts. They had just done seeds from America that had cut-ins that are known to be carriers of the viroid. And because those genetics were used, they then had the viroid in a garden that was seed started. So they couldn't have bought it in from cut-ins. So seeing all of that and just letting people know about it and spreading the word, the only way we're going to stop it is by info. First time I've ever heard it, did you put it out? Yeah, and the thing is, bro, the more now that I've got it and I look into it, it's like, oh, this is prolific. I can't understand why everyone doesn't know about it. And do you know what it is? Because no one wants to share their fails. Everyone just act, wants to act like a big shot on Instagram and no one wants to put their hands up and go, fucking hell, I got stung with this viroid. I fucked up, took in cuts and it's, it's on you. Do you know what I mean? I took cuts from this, several people who it could have come from. But at the end of the day, I took in cuts. The buck stops at me. No one knows that this viroid is in plants. A lot of people do now, but the people like when it comes from someone who's unaware, you can't hold feelings against them because everyone's getting stung the same way. That's it. That's exactly. And and it's not something you can see, you know, spider mites. If you've got spider mites, you can say to a geezer, look, I've had some spider mites show up. Here's the cuts, but beware because there might be a couple of eggs on it. At least that's responsible. But a viroid, you don't know. So people are just passing it and no one's talking about it. And no one's talking about problems in their grow room because they don't want to admit that they've got problems. They're just trying to figure it out. Coco, stop. Um, my mate, Bean Buzz, asked, is there a list available anywhere the genetics that might be effective? There's not, but if you kind of type in hashtags for the viroid... You see what's coming up. My dog's going nuts. Yeah, if you if you uh, type in like uh, hashtags hot plate and viroid and things like that on Instagram, you'll see a lot of things about it. Like I've heard that the the runts has had it. 
the the Mac one. Uh, I'm now hearing there's a Gary Payton cut going around with it. It's like basically all of the big cuts have got it to some degree. And unless you can verify that the cuts have come from someone who has had them tested for the viroid and had tissue culture done. I know a guy that went through this whole drama. I got speaking to him since I had the issue and he had a ton of issues, realized what it was and spent a ton of money getting lab people to clean everything up with tissue culture. And then he's had everything tested and now he knows all his genetics are clean and tested. And it's like the expense and effort to do that. For most people, it's not viable. You just got to scrap and start from scratch. And it's hard for people to do. But going forward, what people are going to have to start doing is breeders like myself, as soon as I can get tests done, I will be popping things and like getting tests done so that I can then certify that they're viroid free. And, and what, what is the process for that? How do you go about getting tested? What is the... Basically, the one of the most difficult things is that you could take 20 cuts and three of them could have the viroid and the rest of them could be clean. So it appears in different parts of the plant. So what you have to do in essence is they recommend that you take four samples from a plant and get those four samples tested. So I would figure when... Well, do you know what? When the testing is available, it works out like 50 quid for a test. So to get a plant tested, it's going to cost you 200, which is expensive. But if you if you're looking for something and you want clean genetics and you want to take the risk of taking cuts, then having those tests done is worth doing. Or if you're someone that sells cuts, you would want to test all your mother plants to prove that the cuts come from clean mother stock. So it is like 200 a plant and the machine cost about 10 grand to buy. The, the thing is, is though, people don't notice this, like, realise it's about, and you're going to have to check for it eventually. Otherwise, you're going to spend your years building up your bank, and then it can all go. You need, yeah. you need to do what you're doing. Just think long term, short term, never win. Yep. And also, what everyone's got to do is, if they are starting seeds that they're worried about it happening to, is they've just got to be sterilising all of their utensils between plants, and you've got to use a bleach solution isopropanol won't work. You've got to use bleach and water and you've got to clean all your blades and scissors with Someone bleach and water. About a putting in water with an aspirin or something. Nah, it, trust me, it won't do nothing. <laughs> There's basically, they reckon anywhere from three to 8% of seeds that are coming from mother stock that's infected also have the viroid. So that doesn't take long for over five years for that to become a bigger, bigger number. Yeah, and the thing is, like I said, it can be dormant because it's a latent viroid. So it can just sit and not do nothing. And if you've got really healthy, natural living soil, you can be getting really good results still and not quite realize that without the viroid, it would be another 30, 40% better and frostier and everything else. And yeah, so you can... The- do to the plant then as in like it just can cut the yield the, the quality yeah it basically causes what they call dudding and the dudding is basically it just stops resin production stops terpene production lowers yield and the plant can just die off you can just get parts of the plant just literally die off 
Fuck, man. It's fucking interesting, bro. Like, shit, if you've... Like, for you, you lost it. But for, for me, it's interesting. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like... You need to get out there. Yeah, no, everyone needs to know about it. That's it, because now that the word's getting out there, at least if people have the issue, they kind of can start to think, oh, this could be the viroid, not what am I and doing wrong. Be about it. Yeah, exactly. It's not fault. It's just part. Exactly. Someone like you, how long have you been doing it? <laughs> 20 years. Exactly, so it can happen to anyone. Yeah, that's no, that's exactly it. Right. Not discriminate. It doesn't matter how much money you've got, how long you've been growing, it can happen to anyone. Yeah, the only way we'll stop the spread of the viroid is to spread information. So that's what's important, is the spread of information will stop the spread of the viroid. Or we'll have to, me and you will have to knock up a vaccine by the weekend. Yeah, can you imagine? God. (laughs) Well, the thing is, one of the people, there's there's a nursery in America called Dark Heart Nursery. Straight away, it's called Dark Heart Nursery, which doesn't sound like the friendliest bunch of people. But they... They are notorious for basically creating problems like passing out broad mites, russet mites, and then the viroid. And now they're the ones that are offering expensive services, tissue culture to clean up genetics. And it's like, you bastards passed it out to the most people. Do you know what I mean? No wonder you're experts on it. You're the ones that have like proliferated the like spread of it the most. So yeah, it's crazy that it's, it's gone like that. Stuff goes out there, there. Goes on. Yeah, it's like anyone that but gets it, that, you've got to feel sorry for. Again. You remember when they were getting everyone to send their genetics in to test or whatever? Oh yeah, the phylos thing. Yeah, yeah, that was super weird. Some of the results off of that were just like made no sense. Like when people were sending in things that they knew it was related, and they just claimed it weren't related. So there was a lot of questionable results from that. I'm glad I never sent nothing in. Um, means the bud heard. I don't know if he's laughing. Actually, he might be. He said, "I heard if you had more cat, uh, cow mag, it can get rid of it." <laughs> if you, even if you got COVID, I recommend cow mag. And <laughs> 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 a bit of boot. Yeah, a little bit of boot. Just dry it in a mirror, scrape it, and do lines of it. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> That'll fix right. any ailment, <laughs> man or plant. <laughs> so, another quality little chat, mate. Loved it. Wicked, bro. Always good to talk to you. Love what you're doing. Love the energy. That's what I mean, next time we'll, we'll do the same, we'll pick like going into vegging and then like another little subject like this. Well, we'll just do another little Awesome, like, bro. Lovely. Wicked. That is awesome, man. Peace as always. Right, where, where are the people going to go find you? Uh, at True Cannacast or at True Canagenetics Gallery on Instagram and the True Canacast on all of the podcast platforms like Apple Podcast and wherever else you listen to your podcast. When's the next episode going up? I'm going to add a couple of little bits to this and then put this up and give you a little crossover multicast. Love so. That. No, that's awesome, bro. It's good to spread the word. Hopefully a few different people then find out about you and it works out good, bro, because I love what you're doing. When it's out, I'll put the link in my bio and that. I get such good feedback from all the people that listen to the podcast, so I know they're like, they will appreciate what you're doing. So it's a nice way to just show the love. My my pleasure, bro. Love as always, my brother. Awesome. Adios. Adios. See you soon. See you soon, brother.
out. He's a geezer, isn't he? I love picking his brain, man. But like I say, I don't want to hammer it and like one and done with him. I want to do years with him. Do you know what I mean? He's cool as fuck, man. He's got a lot of information. <clears throat> the same morals as me, just putting out the real truth out there. I'll tell you about my life tonight. And he's telling you what went wrong. He's been doing it 20 years, build up a big, you know, he's well known. And then you've got to start again. But that's life, isn't it? Sometimes you've got to start fucking again. you got to have a little cry. You've got to get up, dust them shoulders off, baby, and get back out there, innit? Um, right, let's quickly read out about this again. So, if you didn't know, if you've missed it, pinned in the comments is a link for a GoFundMe account for a little lad called Tay Reese. Yeah, he's a nine-year-old. Let's read his story again for you. And if you can go donate anything after, ain't got to be a million quid. But anything else, because he's, you know what I mean, you'll, you'll understand why. The story of Tay Reese. Tay Reese. Sorry, I'm bad at reading. And I'm dyslexic, so this, I don't like reading out loud. I was noticed to be different at my mum's 22-week scan. Mummy was told that I was going to be born with spinal bifida and hydroplausy. Hydroplausy. Mummy and daddy were asked by the doctors as an option to terminate me or keep me. You know what they did? They also said the road to me being here would be long and hard, and they accepted everything that came their way. Did I wouldn't have a good quality of life. They were wrong because I'm a happy little funny warrior, as my daddy calls me. Well, my story now, I'm nine years old and I'm going into hospital soon for an operation on my bladder as there's been a few infections lately and my doctor's not happy and wants to fix me. As it's a serious operation, my recovery will be long and to help aid my recovery, I need your help. We are fundraising to help aid me around without having to manually push my wheelchair. I am asking for help to buy a scooter-type a scooter attachment for my wheelchair, which means I could get around like my brother and my sisters when they are out and about with their bikes. Unfortunately, my mummy and daddy don't work and look after me full-time as they're and they're asking for your help in raising £2,500 to purchase this and help aid my recovery after surgery. We all, want to f- we all thank you for taking the time to read this and thank each and every contributor to this amazing cause. So, so, I mean, I don't know how to do this, but this is all... I just see this on the internet and, like, Space Monkey Edible shared it. Um, and I spoke to this guy, he's a triple M, um, about it. So I'm not sure if it's his boy. I'm not, I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't know a lot about things. I just know that I get a chance to talk to good people in here every night. Some people may be making a bit of money out of some things and that. And they might want to do something good for the community. And what better than this? Not for the community, but as a thing, if you could donate two quid, five, or if you're balling out there and you can just take it on. I would always show you out on here. If you want to donate through me, to, not through me, don't give me no money, but we'll find a way that if you can't, because you're a drug dealer, <laughs> donate the money, then we'll find a way to get it across. So I'm not saying it's got to be like that, but I don't know what else to do. I'm trying to get 
just trying to be a good person about it. You know what I mean? It cost me nothing to put that in here, innit? I wish I could buy it. But maybe one day, because this keeps fucking growing, maybe I can just say, yeah, get that lad, that thing. Because nine-year-old, he's got brothers and sisters, and they should be at, do you know what I mean? He's had a hard life anyway, so... So, yeah, just do what you can, like, you haven't got to, but if you, you know what I mean, if you can, then just be a good person, isn't it? But I don't really know how to approach it, because I'm a wally, I'm a bit of a geezer, and this is a serious situation, so I'm not very good at this sort of thing, but I know you lot are cool as fuck, you know what I mean, and I know you can help if you can. Yo, DJ Plants, man, what are you saying, brother? I'm a boy, Beans the Bud. Good to see you in here, man. You've got a lot of love as well. Um, is there anything else you want to touch on before the end of the show? Oh, yeah, that's just sad, isn't it? Like, not sad, but I wish I could help more. Maybe one day. That's, you know what I mean? That, I wouldn't mind setting up a little charity thing eventually that drug dealers and growers and that can donate. We can do good things in the community and that. This is how we build a better image of ourselves. Giving it back, isn't it? I don't know. Anyway, this is all just so it's a wing in it. Big up, Dave Jack. Yeah, I'm just winging this, but when I see something like that, I know that I have to do something because you know what I mean. You've got to be. I'm getting so many privileges at the minute. I'm getting to smoke some nice stuff and that. And I don't deserve it. I've been a horrible fucker for a bit in my life. Jay, I met Mr. Moonshine today. He came and collected his 60 frames. Yeah, Moonshine's cool as fuck, bruv. That's Perkins frames. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. We can, in the winter, we can do... Donate, see if we can... Yeah, let's do this one first. So let's get this lad, this thing. This... Cool. So I want to have a go with it, mainly... Um, yeah, anyone like that want to do anything around Christmas, just use this page as well. You're welcome to. We should maybe go... We should organise something like that. Go feed the homeless or give out uh, sleeping bags or something. Yeah, we've got, we got people like us like do it, innit? And, uh, that's a good image for us, isn't it? We can have a spliff, can't we? Walk around the streets and give out some shit. Yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna take over through this, man. Come on, let's do it. So please go donate if you can, but like I say, only if you can. It's... Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, maybe a raffle for the little fella. Yeah, maybe I'll have a work. Yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe we could do more for this. Let's see what how we get on this week. Um, good idea though. Maybe a raffle. We'll do that. What's happening, bonded by Bard? My brother, go follow him. But like I say, today, like when I hear about that young lad and that, what well, he's got coming up, operations and that, and recovery and all that to worry about, but I'm sitting here sad for myself because I, um, you know, don't get me own way in my relationship or whatever. <laughs> Puts it into perspective, innit? I've got a good life, man. I'm happy, I'm healthy. 
I've got to stop moaning about shit and start enjoying what's about me. But yeah, let's do that then. We'll sort out a raffle. True can up. Gonna donate some seeds. Yeah, come on, let's do it then. Let's sort out a fucking raffle. I'll put out a story tomorrow. Let's do a raffle. Yeah, let's do it then. Come on, let's get it. Yeah, this is what I paid to be here for, innit? All of you out there are nice people. I promise you the world will pay you back. Anything nice you do, people will pay, well pay you back. I've realised, like, well, I've realised that I'm not looking for happiness. I want joy. Joy is what you want. You want to be joyful. Happy comes and goes too quick in a minute. Joy is a... I want to play golf for four hours. That's joy. That's not happy. That's joy. Anyway, what am I waffling on about? But, yeah, let's do it. Uh, that's, that's, I need to use my energy for something, innit? Oh, this weekend. Oh, look. I got this sent through. Look, pre-rolls go up. Key for that, man. It, bro. I'm going to get a proper fucking mash-up. Marlene. Um... But I'm going to save that for boxing. We've got Fury Wilder this weekend. Although, hopefully, Wilder, uh, Fury knocks him out way before the end of that. Um, so, yeah, I've got that for the weekend. Mama P's in the building. How's the microdosing going? Not good. I run out of capsules, and I stopped probably about three weeks ago, two weeks ago, maybe two weeks ago. <laughs> no, I'm not having a good time. Yeah. I definitely feel... Definitely feel a bit more down, but... Yeah, if you will do the damage, definitely, hopefully. Well, yeah, guess what happened today, actually? We've had cameras installed at work. Oh, not in the fucking spray booth, though. They're fucking cool, man. They look cool. I'm going to eat, like, do you remember Metal Gear Solid? <laughs> For the PlayStation 1 or whatever. You get a car- cardboard box. Boss is going to be looking on the fucking cardboard box walking around the factory. It's me going to the fridge to get some more chicken. <laughs> swear man give me an idea though because I'm four bag four you know the office I work in a factory I might do a smooth for the factory I went in there and I was watching the cameras watching the boys work and I was doing like a voice over it it was pretty funny and I got a fuck about it that's pretty heat. so yeah they've got cameras smoking in the spray booth nah <laughs> not guilty I'm not saying anything till I get a fucking lawyer <laughs> Yeah, that's what I mean. Oi, I'll give the boys... Those two lads come in, yeah? Start installing the cameras. I think, fuck you, you grasses. You're on the other side, ain't you, you bastards? And then one of the boys worked with me, knew one of them, and offered him a cup of tea. I said, if the Chinese come in, Fade, do not fucking, you know, offer him a fucking Chinese tea, mate. We're at war with these people. They put cameras up. So then the boss kept ringing, like, if I was standing doing nothing. He's had a joking, he's cool. Like, yeah, he was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm well busy. He's like, you fucking ain't. I'm letting up panel <laughs> talking to people. Yeah, the factory is a good idea. I might do a little spoof for that. Maybe I'll do Ross Hemp. Today we're going to look at one of the UK's notorious factories. <laughs> well, well, in it. I'm going to do another Ross Hemp this weekend, we think. I've run out of fucking drinks, mush. This is over. This is over. I'm onto the milk, baby. Oh, it's nearly drowned. Ooh. 
spray the black accent. No, I'm going to take a picture of me with my spray gun just... And then I'm just going to fucking sell a table to the camera. Oh, you fucking you've been working all day and even stopped for his lunch. <laughs> Woody in the building. What's up, big daddy? My boy Woody in the building. Got the old Halloween coming up next this month, isn't we? The end of it. Well, I'm going to go, ladies and gentlemen, think. I'm done with you. Go on, then. Finish your joints and get the fuck out of here. To our edition, Beans the Bud Wants. Bruv! I struggle to think of five hours a week. You know, you want me to do ten hours a week? Start fucking paying me then. <laughs> you get one hour a day for free, and yeah? a second hour costs you. <laughs> what do we talk about? We might do some lock ins here and there, though. Might do a lock-in here and there. If we're having a good one. Maybe on a Friday. Or maybe we'll turn up on a Saturday or something. Do you know what I mean? But come on, people. Finish your joint win. When you've just fucking rolled another one. Get the fuck out of here. Beats the bud, my brother. Should we play you out with a bit of... What should we play you out with? DJ, spin that shit. Hi, we're the 460. Welcome to 460. FM. Fucking wrong button, you fat fuck. Press the wrong button. Yo, big up everyone. Yeah, we'll have a lock in one day. Definitely. We'll get a party going. Oh, we'll get a party. We'll get a band on or something. I've got a few musicians, like a few rappers. We could do a little concert, maybe do. We've got so many ideas. Me and. See you tomorrow. Yeah, like I say, my brain. My brain is fried, people. That's some storm, motherfuckers. Okay, coca on, man. It's not good for you, man. The cocaine are not good for you, man. Get the hell out of here. That went wrong. Anyway, look. I need to go roll another joint. My brain is going a million miles an hour. Let's play you out with some... Let's go for some J3 music. Write down those ideas. OJ, you write them down and email me, bruv. <laughs> yeah, we need to write these ideas down. Someone needs to fucking start paying attention in these lives. <laughs> Probably we'll smoke weed, don't we? I, I, I start the episode, I'm going to be so professional today. Hi, my name's JD. Welcome to the full 60. Let's get it. Like camera two, camera three. Action! And you get it, didn't you? Spark Smith, you think, fuck that, bush. I'm a chill and enjoy this one. Chin up, yeah, bro. I'm doing all right. Like I say, I'm all right. It's all right. It's going to be all right. But there's nothing wrong with feeling like that, is it? I just got to know it's going to pass, isn't it? But we'll be all good. I promise you, people. Right, I'm getting the fuck out of here. You ain't got to go out, but you've got to get the hell out of here. This is an advert from YouTube. <laughs> This is J Free Music UK Summer 21. Big up, everyone. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, we've got another good episode booked for you tomorrow. Big up, Russell, for booking the good guests. Let's get it.
Man, when was in that shit, man? I never had no dope like that before in my life, man. That's the heaviest shit I ever smoked, man. I mean, I smoked a lot of shit before, man. But goddamn, man, that's heavy shit. That was the 460 show on Instagram. Hope you enjoyed that. Lots of love to Jay. Really appreciate him uh, putting in the effort to get out all that content. And a massive thanks has to go out to Simply Souvenirs. Simply Souvenirs are great guys. An amazing uh, seed bank with a huge variety of quality breeders and a real heart for what they do. These guys have gone out of their way to help Jay set up and get into the rhythm of things and connect the dots and put some guests his way. So lots of love to them for doing positive things in the industry when it's easy for a lot of people to just work, stack money and focus on the bottom line of how much cash they're pulling in. But these guys have got a lot of love for the scene and are doing great things by sending a lot of cool people to Jay at the 460 show on Instagram. So check out Simply Souvenirs for all your true kind of genetics needs. Also, make sure that you check out the underscore 460 underscore on Instagram. I'll be linking all of the socials on the True Canacast IG page. So make sure that you're following him and send him some love. Tell him that you found him via me and I will be on there again soon. So keep an eye out for his show and expect another feature from me in the very near future. Hope you're all well. Hope you enjoyed this little uh, change up and a little something different for this episode. Lots of love to all of you. Peace and love from me, Coco and Casey. Guacamole in my juice I'm just a love my cheek And I don't work for nobody but you Guacamole in my juice 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 Guacamole in my juice